It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. President Trump's former campaign manager, taken down by cops. And Trump tax firestorm. This is one of the most important stories of the entire Trump era. The Trumps on the counterattack. That's just fake news. It's ridiculous. My father's paid tens of millions plus. Shots fired outside Taylor Swift's Manhattan home. And exclusive, the hero dad who took a bullet shielding his three sons during a shoot 'em up. It was amazing to me just how fast your instincts were. Look, you can see the bullet hit the couch right where the kids were sitting. Plus, bracing for the COVID-19 second wave. How stores are preparing for the next buying spree. Don't panic. Please don't panic. Then, the mom killed by a log. A 70-plus pound log came crashing down from above. Now the two teens admit they did it. Then, Megyn Kelly unchained. You can expect no holds barred. And what she's saying about tomorrow's presidential debate. It's going to be brutal and exciting. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The dad who's being called a hero for shielding his kids when gunfire erupted in a car dealership in New York says there are heroes out there, but he says he's not one of them. In this Inside Edition exclusive, he told us he was simply doing what any father would do. He's the hero dad who shielded his three young sons when gunfire broke out at a car dealership. And now he's speaking exclusively to Inside Edition. What you did was heroic. I just went into fatherly mode at that moment, and I just wanted to keep the kids safe. The 39-year-old construction worker had come to this car dealership in the Bronx to buy his wife an amazing gift for her birthday, a new car. His three sons were with him. Suddenly, as they sat in the lounge, chaos erupted. A man pulled out a gun and started firing. Anthony Jefferson was an innocent bystander when he found himself in the midst of reported gang warfare. All his fatherly instincts kicked in and he protectively covered his sons with his body. At one point, I actually see a bullet go through the top of that couch that you were sitting on. One bullet struck right where his six-year-old son was sitting. It just missed his head. If I wouldn't have grabbed him, it would probably hit his head. Anthony was rushed to the hospital, but not before he calmly called his wife. He said, sweetheart, come pick the kids up. When you got to the car dealership, you had no idea there was a shooting. I had no clue. Danica is overcome with emotion, thinking how close she came to losing her family. This is the video that everyone is talking about, what a hero your husband is. Uh. She asked that we not show the boys' faces. 
Because of his gunshot wound, Jefferson says he has lost his construction job. But his family is thankful, knowing it could have been a lot worse. Dad, you're you a hero. He's my husband. He's my hero every day. <laughs> the world just actually was able to now see that. We agree. He is a hero. Jefferson still has the bullet in his leg. He will need surgery to remove it. A GoFundMe page has been set up. It already has more than a quarter of a million dollars raised. It was an extraordinary scene. President Trump's former campaign manager tackled by police outside his home in Fort Lauderdale. Police have just released the body cam footage after Brad Parscall reportedly suffered a mental breakdown. His wife called police, saying that he was armed and threatening to harm himself. The campaign issued a statement saying, quote, we are ready to support him and his family in any way possible. This news comes in the wake of a bombshell New York Times expose indicating that the president paid only $750 in federal income taxes his first two years in office. With that news coming just a day before his first debate with Joe Biden, the president is now on the counterattack. The president is being dubbed the freeloader-in-chief today after that bombshell New York Times investigation found that he paid just $750 in income tax the year he won the presidency and his first full year in office. Is about what someone who earns $20,000 a year in salary would have paid. The front page story claims he paid zero, that's zero, federal taxes for 10 years. Even as he made a whopping $427 million from The Apprentice and wrote off $70,000 a year for hair care. But his beloved golf courses and hotels are bleeding money big time. Staggering financial losses raises new questions about the president's business skills. As the Times puts it, the president has seemed to do better playing a business mogul on TV than actually being one in person. Today, the hashtag fake billionaire is trending on Twitter. The president is pushing back. The story is a total fake. His son, Don Jr., took to Fox and Friends. Listen, it's ridiculous. My father's paid tens of millions of taxes. People don't understand what goes into a business. It doesn't include property taxes. It doesn't include payroll taxes. It doesn't include real estate taxes. The Biden campaign is pouncing with this ad pointing out that most waitresses and fast food workers pay more in income taxes than the president. This is really an emperor has no clothes moment for President Trump. He portrays himself as an incredibly successful billionaire businessman, but in fact, he's bleeding financially and relying on the presidency to prop up his businesses. Trump's tax debacle is sure to come up at tomorrow night's debate. We've learned that the candidates will not shake hands. They considered an elbow bump, but that was deemed too awkward. Moderator Chris Wallace of Fox News says he will try to stay out of the way. He says he wants to be as invisible as possible. That means he will not fact check. He likely will not interrupt. The president gave a preview of just how nasty it may get, saying he wants Joe Biden to take a drug test. I'm willing to take a drug test. I think he should, too. The Biden campaign fired back. Vice President Biden intends to deliver his debate answers in words. If the president thinks his best case is made in urine, he can have at it. 
Tuesday night will be the first of three debates that are scheduled for the coming weeks. New York City has seen a 76% increase in shootings the first eight months of this year. One of the latest just happened outside Taylor Swift's townhouse. Amber Cagliano says apparently it was connected to an armed robbery nearby. The surging violence afflicting New York City and other big cities has now hit close to home for Taylor Swift. Gunshots rang out near her $18 million apartment in the swanky Tribeca section of Manhattan. The shooting happened here in front of this sneaker store just steps from Taylor Swift's home. Reports say at least four shots were fired during the robbery. The streets were immediately cordoned off as cops searched for three suspects. It's the second time in a month that shots have been fired on the singer's block and it comes as crime is on the upswing in the city with shootings up 140 percent this year in Manhattan. Tribeca and the surrounding neighborhoods were hard hit by looting during the George Floyd protests. The singer has invested heavily in real estate in this area but she probably never expected her block to experience this level of violence. 21 states have reported an increase of 10% or more in new COVID cases. And the head of the CDC just warned that fall and winter may be the diff most difficult yet. With all of that as a backdrop, some people are stockpiling necessities in case a second wave of COVID-19 causes another shutdown. Supermarkets are stocking up supplies in anticipation of another surge of panic shopping. They're loading their warehouses with so-called pandemic pallets, stacked with in-demand items like toilet paper, cleaning supplies, and bottled water. As the number of COVID cases rise across the country, supermarkets don't want to take any chances that they'll run out of their most popular products like they did when the first wave hit in March. This time, should there be a second wave, they want to be prepared, especially for the holiday season, when so many of us are expected to hunker down at home. In Connecticut, we were given an inside look at supermarket giant Stu Leonard's 32,000-square-foot warehouse, which is packed floor-to-ceiling with household goods. We're going to have our shelves full. We're actually beefing up our orders about 20% right now. Canned food, meats, and frozen seafood that were nearly impossible to get at the height of the pandemic are all being stockpiled in anticipation of a big rush. I think we got, uh, like... 200,000 of these uh, lobster tails right now. Um, we're making sure we have them because uh, they got very tight during the pandemic. He says if a second wave hits this fall, he wants his customers not to worry because this time they will be ready. Don't panic. Don't panic. Please don't panic. That's... Other news, it was a shocking death. A photographer taking students' senior photos was killed when two teenagers rolled a log off the cliff above her. Now both of those teens have appeared in court saying, yes, they were guilty, but they wouldn't say why they did it. Stephen Fabian has more. This teenager is now admitting he pushed a log off a cliff, killing a mom as she stood below. Now he's asking for forgiveness from the dead woman's family. I hope that someday you will find it in your heart to forgive me. The tragedy happened when professional photographer Victoria Schaefer was taking pictures of high school seniors in this beautiful Ohio State Park on Labor Day last year. The group was following along this trail back to the parking lot when out of nowhere a 70-plus pound log came crashing down from above, crushing the photographer. The students and other people nearby called 911, but her injuries were far too severe. I can't even her. 
slow down. I can't understand you. What happened? A tree branch fell on her. She's not moving. She's got her head like smashed into the log. I think she's dead. There's, there's no pulse. The mother of four was pronounced dead at the scene. The log hit her with such force it broke her camera. Two teens have been charged in the crime. 17-year-old Jordan Buckley walked into court with his family and pled guilty to involuntary manslaughter. How do you plead? I plead guilty now. Buckley then stood up, turned, and addressed Victoria's family, including her husband Fritz. I understand that my actions that day has caused your family's life to change. And my hope from all of this is to use this trauma to learn and live the rest of my life in a way that will honor the shapers. A second teenager, Jaden Churches, has pled guilty to the same charge. They are due to be sentenced next month. Victoria Schaefer's website is still up, and on it she says one of the joys of being a photographer was that it gave her the flexibility to maximize the time, the time she got to spend with her four children. Nearly two years after she was let go from NBC, Megyn Kelly is back launching a new podcast today. And she feels, in her words, unchained, able to talk about whatever she wants. Megyn Kelly is back with a new podcast kicking off today. I mean, I would say you can expect no holds barred on any discussion. Kelly became a star at Fox News and then flamed out after just a year at NBC following those controversial remarks about Halloween in blackface. When you work for a big company, you do have a corporate overlord. They want you to cover the news in a certain way. And I don't have that burden now. I'm unchained. I'm unfettered. And I love that feeling. You know, I, I, can, I can do what I want. I can talk about the subjects I want in the way I want. I asked Kelly about tomorrow night's presidential debate, which many expect to be the most raucous in U.S. political history. It's going to be brutal in an exciting way. Kelly has experience at these debates. You'll recall her memorable question to then-candidate Donald Trump in 2015. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account only Rosie O'Donnell. Are you sort of enjoying being a little detached from it right now? No, because I like to be in the mix. I'd love to be in there sparring. Is there something specific that viewers should keep their eyes out for during a debate like this one? I mean, I think you really have to watch Biden for any cognitive struggles. That's obviously what people wonder about Joe Biden. And with Trump, the biggest challenge is going to be fact checking him on the spot because, you know, he doesn't have an adult relationship with the truth. (laughs) As for the president's selection of Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court, Megyn Kelly said, expect major fireworks. She is going to get killed. You know, it's going to be a bloody, bruising, awful battle. I would say unlike any we've seen before, but I don't know how much worse it could get than we saw with Kavanaugh. We'll be right back. Next, stolen ring mystery solved? After this real housewife of Beverly Hills says the ring was stolen, this grandma is coming forward to say that's her ring, and she didn't steal it. Now she wants an apology. It was just horrible. Then, the talk co-host Sharon Osbourne's return to the set after her COVID-19 scare. It's like a, a big family, and suddenly, you know, you're not allowed to see that big family. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 
Last time we told you about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star searching for her mother's stolen ring. Lisa Guerrero has a new twist in the story. Mystery solved. This woman says she's no jewel thief and she's not a fortune teller. She's actually a retired pharmacy clerk who happens to grow her nails long and paints them black. And by the way, that's her ring. Horrible. I don't deserve this. Nobody deserves this. Last week, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Kyle Richards told how she spotted a ring in this photo posted on Instagram by, of all people, actress Diane Keaton, who says a fortune teller she ran into was wearing it. Kyle says she immediately recognized the ring as her deceased mother's, which had been stolen from Kyle's mansion in 2017. But Diana French says she's owned the ring for decades. Her granddaughter Maddie even went on TikTok to defend the woman's integrity. That's my grandma's ring. She has been working in a pharmacy for over 50 years, has had those rings for decades. The grandma says much to her embarrassment, many of her relatives recognized her hand when the story went viral. My twin sister called me last Thursday and she said, Diana, your hands are on Google. Just to clarify a couple of things. Are you a fortune teller? No. (laughs) Is that your ring? Yes. How long have you had that ring? My mother was killed 40 years ago, and my dad gave me her wedding band, which is this ring. Want proof? Diana still has the ring's appraisal from 1980. Family photos also show she's worn the ring forever. Even back then, she had those long black fingernails. I've always had long nails. I'm lost without them. Diana says Diane Keaton was her customer four years ago. That picture is my hands on the front counter of the pharmacy. Now the grandma is demanding an apology from both Kyle Richards and Diane Keaton. I deserve an apology. I mean, this is terrible. Talk about complicated. Our calls to both Kyle Richards and Diane Keaton for comment have not yet been returned. And when we come back, Sharon Osborne talks to us about getting back on the set of the talk after she was sent to quarantine. It's good to be back. That's the word from Sharon Osborne today as she tells Inside Edition about returning to the set of the talk after being stuck at home in quarantine. She's back. Sharon Osborne returned to the talk studio today after having to quarantine at home when two of her granddaughters tested positive for COVID-19. She spoke with us before the show. I've missed the camaraderie, you know, our crew. I've missed them very much. You know, it's like a big family. And suddenly, you know, you're not allowed to see that big family. So it's, um, it's, it's been it's been very strange. And cake boss Buddy Velastro is talking about a freak accident at his home in New Jersey, which has a bowling alley in the basement, as seen in this family TikTok video. Pull baby. baby. The pinsetter got stuck, and I went to go fix it. And before I could blink an eye, my hand got caught in a mechanism, which is like a fork. And then this metal rod just, you know, ripped right through my ring finger and my pointer finger. His sons had to cut him loose with a saw. After two emergency surgeries on his right hand, the cake boss is uncertain when he'll be back to baking. I had a lot of tendon, nerve, and muscle damage to the hand. We have to see still. It's still too early to tell. 
Wow. Buddy says his hand was trapped in the machine for about five minutes before they cut him free. We sure do hope he gets better. We'll be back with a scene right out of the birds after this. Finally today, talk about an encounter with an angry bird. The birds. This kid is being chased by an angry magpie. He can't scoot away fast enough. That story brought to you by Alfred Hitchcock. That is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And, and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.